0: That was too close. You were almost a Jill sandwich.
1: <laughs> You're right. Barry, thanks for saving my life. Resident Evil. Like in uh, Saints Row? Yo-ho-ho, in ho, bottle of Saints Row. ding-dong is Zach. <laughs> huh. oh my uh, gosh are you
2: are you referencing the tim and eric commercial it's yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like one of the best commercials i've ever you, seen i love it so much <laughs> <laughs> i've been playing saints row three <laughs>
1: yeah mama don't know i play saints row saints row <laughs> turns me on mama <laughs>
2: ah tim and eric those guys are gods anyway. my favorites
1: uh. my favorites
3: <laughs> Orin, how are we doing today?
2: I'm fine. I mean like I, I woke
1: up I'm this
3: fine. morning. I woke up this yeah.
2: morning contemplating the void. That is my existence, but that's mm. just every day. How about you? Every
3: Aaron? day. <laughs> I'm great. Uh all right. Welcome to the officially christened Long Jump. The long delayed but finally delivered episode on Resident Evil. Mm. Uh remake. We're doing the remake. We're not Resident doing two. Evil we're not doing six. We'll- yeah, we're not doing six. Uh, we <laughs> we're not doing four. We're talking about the remake, the re-remake, I guess it is. Uh, but any version. Also, we'll talk a little bit about Resident Evil, the you know the PlayStation one, the director's cut. But mostly the remakes.
0: Nice.
3: And full spoilers ahead. If you don't want to get spoiled on Resident Evil, we're not gonna tell you how to do the fucking puzzles. That's the real spoiler, right? It's how to solve the puzzle.
1: Also, this, this, the, the horror moments would be spoiled. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. That's the-
3: so we're not, we're not going to talk anything about sharks or anything. Uh, and uh, yeah. But we are, I like- We're
1: going to talk about everything.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. So we are going to talk about sharks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's a long jump.
3: <laughs> uh, it's a long jump. All right. So let's talk about Resident Evil Remake, which started its life on the GameCube. As uh Capcom's initiative to fully support Nintendo's new console with a bunch of Resident Evil games, and it was kind of like a historic failure. But we did get the remake out of it, so that's that's cool. And we got Resident Evil four out of it, which I and guess Zero. Is, is also good. Zero is kind of a piece of shit, right?
0: Yeah,
1: it is.
3: It's yeah. unfortunate because it could be it's so close to being like a yeah. good game, but it's just it's just it's just the most pain in the ass. I've never played a game that felt more like work than that game.
2: Hmm. I have, just need, it but that needed game's a lot of work. <laughs> it needed Shinji Mikami to direct it. I don't mm. think he directed yeah.
1: it. He probably produced um,
2: it. Probably. Yeah.
3: yeah. So okay, like Resident Evil. Uh, I guess it was initially like the remake, and then it's the HD remaster. Uh, the, the cool thing about it back at the time was that it it really did look almost a generation ahead of its time yes. because it used. Pre rendered backdrops with fixed camera angles and really high resolution and detail character models and lighting that they kind of like somehow worked onto these 2D backdrops with, with uh, polygons but take, filling out the space somehow that just looked really convincing. And like at the time, I remember being like, whoa, this is. And I think I even played it a few years later. Like, what was your introduction to this game, guys?
2: I'll let go sounds good uh i just want to second that the uh that i think silent hill 2 came out like within a year of the resident evil remake and i love both of those games they're two of my favorite games ever but resident evil remake looks substantially better than silent Mm. hill 2 um it just looks incredible it still looks incredible even with the hd remaster like it still looks really fantastic um, my earliest memory with this game is actually when I played it when I was 11 on my GameCube, and I could not finish the first level because like the zombies were just that terrifying at the time. Mm. Like mm-hmm. I just could not. My 11-year-old brain could not handle it, which is funny because I played through Resident Evil 2 at that same age, but I could not do Resident Evil Remake. That's how scary it mm. was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just too realistic. Yeah, uh, but. I didn't play it again. I actually uh, was one of those uh, annoying naysayers of Resident Evil, um, Mm. where I was like, Resident Evil 4 is the only good Resident Evil. There's no other. Bad tick. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's, a bad tick. That's where I was at. But then I played Resident (laughs) Evil 7, and I really liked it. And people started saying, oh, this is just like the earlier games, but a modernized take on it. And then I went back and played Resident Evil Remake, and now I play it almost every year um, ritualistically because I just love re-experiencing it again and again Wait, and again.
3: You're saying that you didn't play Resident Evil Remake or HD Remastered until like 2017 or 18?
2: No, no. I, well, well, well yeah, I haven't cause... played it all the way through.
3: Right, right. Like you didn't really. Yeah. That's interesting. That's so you. You don't have the rose tinted glasses of nostalgia
2: so no. much. No. Yeah. I, that's. It's one of my top ten favorite games of all time, and uh, and it's a it's a new obsession. It's a new mm-hmm. like I just think, I just think it does uh, the survival thing better than every other video game that exists. I think it does puzzles better than mm-hmm. like ninety nine point nine percent of the games. Completely
1: agree on that the yeah. puzzles yeah. are
2: so like actually yeah, challenging so, in this they're game so good. they're so yeah. good and like the the reward the aha moment you get when you figure out the puzzles is just incredible like it happens like seven or eight times in this game where you're like oh mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know and uh i just love how the i love how the level design is literally just one giant puzzle it's just the whole mansion is one giant puzzle but anyway that's my experience with resident evil it's now one of my favorite games too scared to play when i first played it now i love it uh kevin that's awesome what, kevin what about you
1: so my first introduction of playing this game was at my cousin's house joey i believe he had it on gamecube um and i remember just thinking wow the graphics look so good in this game like Jesus, this is this looks better than Resident Evil Four. Resident Evil Four looks real, and this looks better than Resident Evil Four. Um, so, interestingly though, I didn't play it at that time right as much. I played it. He let me borrow it maybe like a little later. Maybe Aaron had bought it and I played it. Through, through then. But my first introduction to Resident Evil in this context is is a little funny. I remember uh, my sister and Aaron were both playing the original game on PS1 in our house at my dad's house. And they were watching Mm. the intro cutscene, and I would just leave the room. Like, I didn't even want to see it, (laughs) because I was way too terrified to watch it. And they were, Heather was like, Heather, my sister, she was like, just watch it, Kevin. It's super funny. It's so cheesy. Like, it's just hilarious. You have to watch it. And like, I would not watch it. Like, I refuse. She I also was like, loved no. terrorizing you. It's way uh, too scary. Because to as a kid, I was like... She did. As a kid, I was really afraid of things. Just terrified of, like, any stuff. Like I remember really hating horror. Because I was like, why would they make something that scares you? Why? Why? Like I don't... Why This shouldn't... Why is people, people like this? What's wrong with people? Mm-hmm. But obviously, over time, my opinion, on that completely changed. Um, but So I remember watching that cutscene, and it was funny and cheesy. Like, the, it's the original is this live-action cutscene of them all in the forest and then they get attacked by these dogs and the, the the cuts and everything are the dubbing are just so like the room level, just amazing cheese. It's like, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. The original Mm -hmm. game in that, in that respect. Um, unfortunately I think that's something that's really lost in modern high budget localization that, that level of like, it's like earnest cheese. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like they're trying to make something good, but it just didn't pan out. Right, like, Symphony Night has the same thing.
3: It's camp. It's like legit camp. It's camp, but it's like not
1: intentional camp. Isn't that what camp
3: is though? Is like, or am I getting my definition of camp wrong?
1: Maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe you could be right. I feel like
3: camp is unintentionally. It's like earnest. Whatever. Another conversation. But keep going.
1: But yeah. Um. So the the remake felt so not that. I remember thinking the remake was so like high quality, high budget. Like it didn't have any of that. Like. Um, That cheesy camp, but it's it actually does like playing it again and and playing it again I'm like oh, yeah This is still full of that stuff. It's just not Mm -hmm. as bad I think the original suffered from really bad translation because there's Mm -hmm. a part in the original game where Barry uh, Jill's companion says whoa this hall is Dangerous and I think he's saying the house (laughs) like it's a they're translating house to hall Because they're not in a hall when he says that line. It doesn't make any sense. It's like
3: room or something. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I think it, they mean this house is dangerous, right. <laughs> which makes a lot more sense. But I, I think that bad translation just makes it so much better. Like, it makes it so much more amusing to me. The Definitely. Jill Sandwich line, right? I mean, come on, we got we to gotta talk about that. Yeah,
3: yeah, we opened up with that. So that everybody's going to be familiar with that at this point. It, it's, it's incredible. Uh, so when did you f- finally play the remake?
1: So it probably would have been 2004, four, five, maybe, because it okay. came out in, what, two thousand two i think yep yep um so maybe about within a year or that of coming out and i played through the entire game and i remember thinking that wow chris's campaign is way harder than jill's like Mm -hmm. significantly more challenging he doesn't have barry helping him out you have to get the small keys for everything he doesn't he's not the master of unlocking like jill right (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) um but i think it's probably still my favorite horror game of all time. I do I think have rose the oh, glasses yeah. and I think I am a fanboy for Resident Evil. I mean, I am a fa- I am a fanboy for Resident Evil, so there's absolutely that. But it's mm-hmm. probably my favorite game in the franchise. I'm not sure. I mean, I think the scariest game now might be Resident Evil 2 remake in terms of just hmm. it's I don't know. To me that game I think is I don't know. That game creeps me out a lot. But um this game is amazing. Um and it's interesting because I watched a a video retrospective with Shinji Mikami recently and he said that a big part of the design of this game was he felt like he wanted to have it so you knew there was monsters around but you couldn't see them mm-hmm. and I really feel like that actually is exactly what they captured in that game because it does always feel very unsafe you always mm-hmm. feel like there's something around the corner something going to come through a window They're like, sometimes you can see zombies shadows through the windows, which is also just terrifying. Like, I I feel like that, the, that whole element was just really done well in that game.
3: Yeah, I agree. I was playing it recently and I was playing it on on my TV and my, my partner was watching and she's like, she's like, Oh, are you gonna play Resident Evil again? I don't like that game. And I'm like, why don't you like it? She's like, it's just really like, I feel really claustrophobic when you play it. I'm Mm. like,
0: Yes. (laughs) you <laughs> <We> should accomplished <laughs> like
3: you should feel claustrophobic I feel it too uh my I my first playthrough that game I played through Resident Evil directors cut I guess back in like 1998 when I got a playstation and then uh I, and then I believe you were harping on me Kevin to play Resident Evil 4 mm-hmm. which took took some doing it took some like I think I play, I started and I was like, "What's the big deal of this game?" Came back like like a year later and played the Resident Evil Four, and then I was like, "Oh, I need to get all these Resident Evil games that are on GameCube because I have a GameCube now." Let's do this. So I got remake and I played it and I was like, "This game is like even then it was obvious to me it was like better than Resident Evil Four or like in for me right mm, mm-hmm. My personal opinion." But I was like, "Holy shit, this game is a fucking masterpiece! So good. It was such like a like a fine meal, you know, like such a like, such a good experience, just satisfying experience." Um, and then it came out again in two thousand fifteen, and played through it again. And I don't know. I'd like to a yearly playthrough. I think actually, as Orin says, he's been doing yeah. is is uh, it's one of those games that warrants it. I agree. Um, but like, it's it's weird because I really do think it's an example of a game where the and we can get into this more later. Like like the it's it's a remake that like adds, like complements the original game. Like doesn't replace it necessarily. Like the original game is still really good, and it like takes everything that the original game does so well. And adds to it and complements it really, really well.
1: Yes, definitely.
2: Yeah, it's not like um, one of the Blue Point re- remakes, which I do like. I like the Blue Point remakes, but they do kind of feel like glorified mods. Like mm. um, the uh, the yeah. Resident Evil remakes, like the first one and the second one, really feel like uh, complementing the original while expanding upon it. And uh, the first Resident Evil remake, the one that we're talking about. Added some amazing story stuff that was not in the first one, like mm-hmm. all, all the stuff with uh, what's her name, Lisa, the girl. Lisa. Yeah. Oh, Lisa Trevor. That stuff yes. is incredible, and like it a lot is. of the environmental storytelling about how the mansion was designed and why it was designed that way, yeah. and uh, and with the umbrella corporation, and then specifically with Lisa and her transformation, like all of that stuff is just so golden.
1: The environmental storytelling in that game is one of my favorite parts about it. Um, yes, I I always think of the Keeper's Diary. Yeah, you know that part where you read the guy's story and he slowly is changing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, then, I, he, then he
2: like bursts through the closet, right? He bursts through the closet as you read it's it. Incredible. And that's just
1: so. I mean, this. How do they think that? I don't know. It's. I, I love that. I think that's such an amazing um, moment. I do feel like zombies have become so overexposed that they don't feel as scary to me now, but at the time they did. That they were mm-hmm. like creepy um you uh, know like i i, I think yeah. the, it's funny because the premise for that game is very straightforward just being caught in a play in a, in a, in a house that you, you know a scary house but like it's it works so well for this game i think the house mm-hmm. is, is like its own character i love like just the beautiful architecture the style like i, I love all the paintings are all macabre, the paintings like. are so good Mm-hmm.
2: yeah they're so creepy um the uh yeah isn't the um isn't it like said in the story that the head architect was basically insane and like Mm -hmm. he just Mm -hmm. basically designed that place because that's just it was just a reflection of his mental state and i feel like you really feel that as you traverse the mansion you're like who the fuck would design this place like this this is so creepy like, mm-hmm. like, um, like, like, no human being would. I think it's even inspired. I think Shinji Mikami was actually inspired by like a real life, uh, like hotel where like you would open a door and the door would lead to nowhere and it would drop like five stories. Like, I think he was inspired. by oh, I think by it's by the, that Winchester
1: the Winchester. The Winchester. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because it really feels like that. You're like, who the fuck would design this place? This place is insane. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah. Why would you make a panini press in a in a foyer? Um. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs>
1: the, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. No go. The uh, just the Metroidvania layout of that place. Like, I feel like I know that house. I feel like I've been there and I've like lived there. I played that. It's so much, and I spent so much time in it. Something else I really like about that game is it. it has this old adventure game element to it. Like your character will, you'll come up to something. Your character will describe it, like in words and text. And I think that's actually really a cool thing, especially when you read it. Um, when they speak, I feel like it, it's not as like, it doesn't feel as scary, I guess, as if is reading text for some reason. Reading a description, I feel like, is, allows you to get more of that, I don't know, something. Um, mm-hmm. As a very side note, to, to compliment that, I was recently watching Nosferatu on YouTube. Mm. And uh, they, they'll describe, they, because it's a silent film, they'll describe these scenes, or they'll describe someone's thoughts and it's creepy it's kind of like a mix between like a book and a movie that you're like experiencing together um so it's it's a similar feel I feel like in this game it's like I really like that way it describes stuff and and a lot of like reading involved (laughs) even though I don't even always like reading in games I feel like it really works for this game
3: yeah it it allows you to sort of like I think anything that gives you a good amount of creativity over the narrative and lets Mm -hmm. some of the narrative take place in your head is is usually a stronger experience unless you're Unless whoever's giving you the narrative is, is just like a master, like like if you can be involved in the creative process a little bit, I think it's always more valuable.
2: Yeah, I think um I think it also just contributes to the horror, right? You're kind yes. of alone with your thoughts and mm. you're not hearing another person speaking. Um, I think that's really important because I don't think a lot of games do that well anymore. Um, I think the only one that comes to mind is the Outer Wilds, where you're playing as a silent protagonist, and that game has some cosmic horror elements that as you're discovering them and reading about them kind of slowly percolates in your brain. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's what I like about Resident Evil Remake. It's just very um, it's just very mysterious, like reading stuff, uh, looking for... Uh, items and seeing how they connect to other items and just like that solitary experience is just mm-hmm. it's kind of an examining
1: I like how you can examine the item in 3d and then like find the clues on it like it's like mm-hmm. nice. that's the kind of investigation that I really like and versus like the witchers like witcher vision follow the witcher yeah. GPS like yeah. that stuff I'm right. not really so into um, I don't know
2: no yeah because yeah, yeah. It,
3: it involves like your own sort of like creative problem-solving instead of just Following a series of steps as they're laid out for you, Um, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I I just love how slow paced this game is. How you will spend—I mean, like you compare it to Resident Evil Four, where you're getting your head chopped off by somebody within the first like 25 minutes, and getting you know you basically massacre an entire village within the first 30 minutes of that game. You probably see that many zombies over the course of the entire Resident Evil. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just so much more like slower paced and and just it really lets the environment just like creep up on you and like. You just absorb it.
2: Definitely. I also it just love. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was just going to say, Kevin, like the. Uh, I just love the feeling also in this game of being stuck on a puzzle. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> cause where you're just like, I don't know where the fuck this goes. And then you just realize, like, it's. You have to put it in this thing that's, like, halfway across the map. <laughs> I don't know why, but I find it really rewarding in that game of just being stuck for hours. Uh,. <laughs> And yeah, I don't know. Anyway.
1: I think in terms of that, the uh, the Metroidvania design really works well because you're always getting the new keys to get to new places. But mm-hmm. on top of that, to to complement that, they've built in the Crimson Head mechanic of mm-hmm. you never know when the zombie's gonna get up again, which I think is such a genius thing. And something that I had forgotten about in it was I I was like, oh, I got the going to go burn him, and I, when I went to go burn him, I, like bent down, he got up and immediately attacked me. And like so, I yeah, can you describe what so, that is?
2: Oh uh, yeah, I can I can describe it really quickly because I really want to jump in about that. So, um, this was not in the director's cut. This is only in the remake. But yep, right. Um, basically what happens is, uh, in the game you get a lighter and you get like an oil. There there are like these gasoline canisters scattered throughout the level. Kerosene or kerosene, mm-hmm, right? Um, yeah. Containers. And what you have to do is you have to burn zombie corpses so that they don't come back to life because. If you leave them there for too long, they will morph into more powerful zombies that rush you, and they're terrifying. Mm. And uh, it's a great mechanic. But like, tell me, guys, have you had that moment where you're playing the game and then you have to traverse back through an area, and you're like, "Fuck, there yes. are two zombies in that room," that I <laughs> and did I did not, not burn, burn them. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and you're like, "Is this the roll of the
3: dice that I'm going to get?" I'm going to get double teamed or are they just going to still be on the floor and I have like one or two more, you know, like, do I still have like 10 more minutes or, or is it? Yeah. It's, it's terrifying. <laughs> it is. <laughs> that it's
0: feeling,
1: terrifying. That feeling and it's of also, dread. I've had it, I've had it be both. They're still there and they don't get up until I walk by them or I've had it where I come back and their body's just gone. And Mm -hmm. I don't know where they are. And I'm like, uh, I know there's a body in here somewhere. Like, that game really nails, which I think horror generally is, is the fear of the unknown. And you don't know what's Mm going to happen with them. So that's like, it really builds into that well. Right. And
3: the camera angles, like, achieve that. So, like, I, I love how many times you will try to position yourself in a place that from one camera angle looks like it will give you a tactical advantage over the incoming enemy. And then you back up a step and the camera angle cuts and you actually have less visibility
1: yeah <laughs> like, it's like worse fuck. <laughs> and also uh, just on that note aren't those aren't those shots amazing like I love the different composition of the camera angles themselves, I think they look they're just they're stunning
3: it's so good uh I, re- I recommend for people who have want to replay this game you have the option between sort of like a pan and scan mode where it fills your your 16 by 9 tv or retaining the four by three aspect ratio that preserves the initial uh the original compositions and i recommend playing that way it's it's just much more agreed cinematic and beautiful
2: yeah i actually have not played that version i should oh did you play it with the sort of scanning camera yeah i should play it as a Uh, four by three yeah. The still
3: a camera really like it just adds to the sort of the lack of camera movement just really for me adds just an extra element of just like this house is so weird and quiet and still except for when there's a zombie in the room and like an element that that, that they managed to maintain from the original, like the original was made on a limited budget. So like, it doesn't look right. There's a real unc- uncanny valley. The shadows are kind of wrong. Some of the rooms don't even have shadows and everything. There's not enough furniture. It just, it's like this house just looks wrong. Like in a way that's sort of like existentially dreadful rather than just looking bad. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, like it sort of aids, it, it, it works to its benefit and they sort of managed to capture that. In the new one, in a different way. Even though they've obviously added a lot more detail, uh, but like this just the still camera angles just give you that extra uncertainty of just like is something going to happen here? Like I, I, you just don't
1: know. You actually see more too. Yeah, that's also true.
2: I, I really, I really should check it out. Um, there's some other things that I wanted to add about this game because Kevin talked about like times when like a body would be there. And then it's, like, gone, and you're like, oh, there's definitely uh, one of these guys in this room somewhere. And, like, the game is constantly playing tricks like that with you. Like, there's, like, a a time early in the game where you see, like, a dead crow. Like, you see, like, a dead crow in a staircase. And then when you come back later, you just see crows, like, uh, just, like, hanging out in the rafters. And it's like, are those zombie crows? Did they just come back to life? (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just like really creepy stuff like that. Like these little before and after moments where you're like, uh that wasn't like that before. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
1: Definitely. I think um the game paces itself very well too. Um like the beginning you're in this the main hall area with the with the zombies. And then when you get later in the game, you get to the guardhouse um and you don't see zombies. You just like when you first arrive mm-hmm. there, you just hear weird like Low and It's like what is that? I don't mean and it's like a giant spider drops down and attacks you It's like oh my gosh it's a completely different enemy and a totally different mm-hmm. area Um, I really like how and then you know when you go back to the mansion again the zombies are replaced by hunters So like I feel like the game is always kind of changing in a way that it, it needs to because I do think that If you repeatedly use the same horror thing through the whole thing It won't be scary anymore because you'll know it so like, mm-hmm. I really feel like that was when they, ca- they did well because I do feel like horror games can either be too long or they reuse the same tropes too many times or the same creatures and it's just not, it's not scary yeah. anymore.
3: Yeah. Yeah. They do a really good job of subverting your expectations like yes. consistently.
2: One of my favorite puzzles in that game is in the guardhouse with the uh, billiards table. That's like such a bizarre puzzle. It
1: is. It's so weird
2: it's it's and that's kind of what i'm talking about like it's like this insane person designed this mansion and all of these puzzles and Mm -hmm. it's like you're playing the game and you're like this is this puzzle like is just so weird in a way that feels motivated by the story but it also also feels like supernatural and how bizarre it is (laughs) like yes you know
1: i think i think my favorite puzzle is a very straightforward one but i just love the aesthetics of it is the uh the, it's like two men fighting like one guy has a, like a oh, short sword that's my favorite. and the, that's my and the favorite other guy puzzle. has a, a long sword and it's the it's the it's the clock hands I feel like it's like that perfectly captures like the macabre nature of the game and the house in mm-hmm. the puzzle like it's just such a great implementation of a puzzle it's clever and you have to solve it yourself right you just think right? Yeah, the game yeah. doesn't tell you where to go and yeah
2: I was really stuck on that puzzle for a while because I was like running around and then I saw the painting and then like when you see the painting and you make the connection you're like oh yeah and the um, another puzzle that I love is the one that involves the uh, radiographs or um like the x-rays at the end of the mm-hmm. game That the that one was like really that one took me a while but like when you figure it out you're like oh this is some good mm-hmm. shit some good shit
0: <laughs>
3: Yeah. Uh, What do you guys think about like the use of backtracking in this game? Because I don't think that we see many games with this much backtracking. Um, And I think that this game does it particularly well, despite the fact that you will kind of constantly be shuttling shit from one part of the house to the other. Like it for me, it just kind of made the house feel more real, more like a place Rather than, like so many video games, because of their lack of backtracking, you really do feel like, for lack of a better word, you're moving down a straight hallway. Mm-hmm. You're always moving forward like this. You're kind of moving back and forth.
2: Yeah, I actually really want to tie that back into the puzzles because one of my favorite puzzles actually involves backtracking. Mm-hmm. Like, um, uh, spoilers, if somebody wants to skip ahead, but um, there, there's a part in the game where you find a car battery... And uh, for the longest time I was trying to figure out like, where the fuck does this car battery go? Like I just have this car battery. And it turns out you have to go all the way back into the garden and there's an elevator there that's powered by a car battery. And it's Mm. like, that's like a puzzle unto itself and it couldn't be possible without backtracking. So I think it does it really well, um, both in terms of sense of place and the puzzle solving. Uh, What do you think, Kevin?
1: Yeah, I I totally agree, I I, I think it's one of the strengths of the game is it does make you, it makes you have to explore every nook and cranny of the place, so you really feel like you know it and learn it, like the house, like I said, it's like a character in the game, and also I think they very smartly did design the game systems around that, like the crimson heads make you backtracking scary, it makes it tense, it makes it unpredictable. Um, and also the item management, which is weirdly, I usually hate inventory management. I only seem to like it in Resident Evil games. I liked it in RE4 as well. I think it's its uh, its really fun in this game. I don't know why, I like going to the boxes. I like hearing the safe music. It makes me feel mm. warm and happy. I like the music mm-hmm. in that game in general, I think is all really high quality music. Yeah. I remember i remember all of that, stuff, except for the stuff in that PS1 brum, 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 brum. <laughs> the director's cut. But I'm talking about <laughs> the, the original game and the remake, normal soundtracks are top quality. Um, but yeah. yeah, I really, I really, I, I love the backtracking. I think it's one of the strengths of the game. I like backtracking. I like Metroidvanias, so I feel like mm-hmm. that's kind of hand in hand and connected. But it really serves well for a horror game. I think it works. Yeah,
3: so. it's worth pointing out that this game came out. I think we've said this before on the podcast. A year before Symphony of the Night, um, and before the Metroidvania was even sort of a style. Like I think yeah, it's, that's true. It, it is. You know, we're, we're gonna have to take a drink in a second. But the the prototypical like three D Metroidvania, and I think like Dark Souls takes takes some very serious influence from this game, with the sort of safe zones, um, and like even the music, the music, like the music in the safe zone, kind of reminds me of some of the like like the uh, the Demon Souls um, song where you're in the the main place, the mm-hmm. hub, the hub, the uh,
1: Nexus, yeah. I agree. I think that um, I've always felt like there was a connection with the the two games. Um, I think Mm -hmm. Shinji Mikami specifically said that he really likes um, psychological horror and other stuff, but he really thinks to him, monsters, like, you know, mutilated creatures, are are really what scares him. So that's why Mm -hmm. he said that this game was all about that. But I do think that there's a distinct style, like, especially when I think of Bloodborne. I think Bloodborne and Resident Evil have a lot of very similar Japanese, kind of dark, creepy. Monsters that that are like this kind of just nightmarish, twisted creatures. Um, so I definitely feel like there's some connection. The body somewhere. horror, you mean, like the sort of exploding yes. bodies? Yeah. Um,
2: I would also argue even some of the puzzle elements of Bloodborne kind of remind me of *Resident mm. Evil* because uh, um, s- spoilers for well, you know I'm not gonna say spoilers for Bloodborne because Aaron hasn't played it, but um, like there are <laughs> there are certain bosses in Bloodborne in certain locations um that you can't get to unless you're really paying attention to the lore. Like
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if
2: you're like you're not gonna know how to go to like I'm not even gonna name names. <laughs> but, like you're not gonna know yeah, how, no how to go to you're not gonna know how to go to certain places unless you're like like really reading everything and hmm. and really paying attention. So
3: Okay. That's that's interesting uh, Kevin's um, but,
2: Kevin knows what I'm talking about oh yeah
1: I know you're talking about.
3: yeah uh, I, I mean I guess like I feel like games are really scared to like i was talking about this the previous podcast a lot of games take this sort of like needy approach this like insecure approach to like how they feel about the player and they're always trying to check in and make sure the player isn't too scared or too put off or or you know they're afraid to make a character feel a little bad or a little bored and I think this is a game that has like a good balance of like, you can fuck up like you can die and lose you know 20 30 minutes of your of your progress if you didn't save there's a limited number of save tokens and you have to and maybe sometimes you'll walk all the way across the house and end up realizing you have to go all the way back where you came from um but like it never it never felt like too much for me like it felt like it was a good amount of risk reward
1: yes
2: I think uh, it's kind of funny because Resident Evil 2 remake is also one of my favorite games but one knock i have against it against it is that hard mode in that game is basically normal mode because Mm. because uh um you can save whenever you want in the resident evil 2 remake except on hard mode which has excuse me limited saves and to me like i think uh I think the true Resident Evil experience is actually incredibly hard, and it has this mm. sense of you're just barely getting through. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. like, like low, I think even low ammo. Yeah, like there there are people who have, uh, myself included, who have like I've restarted Resident Evil remake playthroughs because I'm like, I just don't have enough bullets. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? you've
3: you've gotten screwed. Yeah, like. It, yeah. But
2: that's what I like, the, like that sense mm-hmm. that you can screw yourself if you're not careful in Resident mm-hmm. Evil remake. Uh, I, did you also... ever did you ever have that experience, Kevin? Did you ever have to like restart a game?
1: I don't think I did. Um, the first I
3: stagger my saves. Yeah,
1: the first Resident Evil game that I that was that was fixed camera that I really played a lot of was the DS Resident Evil, which is uh, which is just the original game, the original Resident Evil game ported to DS. Uh, I played that like I played that all the way through four different ways because um, there's a lot of different endings you can get in these games, which is a really cool feature about them. Um, so I had learned and made my mistakes on that one. So by the time that I really got to sink my teeth more into the remake, um, I uh, was a little more used to it. But I think the remake is a little harder than the original game. I think I think the yeah because the crimson heads crimson heads and just the 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 stuff takes more dam like more damage. You got to be a little more on your it's also expanded
3: a little bit. Right, it's um, a longer can, game. Yeah, it you could beat the original in like two hours if you if you know where to go and what to do. It's it's a quick through line where I think it's probably more like five or six. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you could beat this in four, but at least twice as long. Oh, yeah, I feel like weird. I
2: feel like I feel like the Resident Evil remake is really long, especially your first playthrough. Mm-hmm. Like my first playthrough was like close to eighteen hours. Like, yeah not if, kn- right. if you don't know exactly what to do like you're gonna get stuck on the puzzles you're gonna feel lost you're gonna have that yeah. time where you're where you get a new key and you're just trying to unlock every door because you're not sure what door that key unlocks like it's very the mm-hmm. first the first playthrough of Resident Evil remake is pretty pretty meaty I, I yeah.
1: definitely also really like how you have two characters. With two different perspectives on the story like it happens different ways like you Mm -hmm. even see different bosses i mean or you fight the bosses in different ways like um i'm forgetting now if it's in the original or if in the remake in the remake if you play as chris when you first fight plant 42 you need to go play as rebecca right and then poison it before you can actually even fight him is that correct there's another
2: i think there's another there's another way it can go
1: that might um, be on hard mode. That's what I'm thinking. I, I mix the, them the up thing, sometimes. In my brain.
2: The the, the the thing is, and this is this is again a spoiler, but um, uh, Rebecca can straight up die. Yeah. In, <laughs> in, like they're like one of the scariest moments of Chris's playthrough, and this is part of the brilliance of Resident Evil uh, remake is. There's a part where you're in a room on the first floor and you hear Rebecca's scream and it's coming from the second floor, but the game doesn't specify where she's screaming from. So like part of the terror of that scene is just like looking at your map and being like, fuck, did the scream come from this room? Did it come from this room? And you sprint up trying to find her. Uh, to try to save her. And she can totally die. If you're not fast enough, she can die. And that is it for the rest of the playthrough. Like, I mean, you could still play through the game, but you just don't have her support.
1: Oh, that's Uh, fucked. Yeah.
2: Yeah. She gets killed by a hunter. If you're not fast enough,
1: it's like, um, it's kind of like, uh, Richard, the guy who gets bit by the snake yawn. Yeah. If you don't give him the serum quick enough, he dies. Yes. There in in the, in the mansion. Whereas otherwise, if you, if you save him, he dies later from the shark. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he dies no matter what. But if you save him if he dies at the shark, you get his auto shotgun, which is a way better shotgun the rest of the game. Right. Which mm. is awesome.
2: That's another uh puzzle, and I don't want to spoil the puzzle, but the, the shark puzzle, do you know what I'm talking about? That puzzle was like pretty hard because like I, yeah. I I could not figure yeah. out like what to do. You see this shark just like flopping on the ground and you're like, fuck, what do I do?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> So. <laughs> it's pretty awesome.
2: I, I love it. I, I I love obscure puzzles that take, like, where you're stumped for, like, 45 minutes. They're, like, my favorite puzzles.
1: So, it's weird. I don't know why. I, maybe I just have, like, a bias. But I really like Resident Evil puzzles. I don't really like puzzles in any other game series. I don't like Zelda puzzles very much. I don't know why. I don't like puzzles in any of the Uncharted or uh, Tomb Raider games. I really don't like those puzzles. I don't know why I like the Resident Evil puzzles. I'm not sure if it's the design or if I'm just like unfair, but for some reason, I really like the Resident Evil puzzles. I really enjoy all of them.
3: I wonder if it's because, like, I mean, if we're thinking about, like, Uncharted, those puzzles are really just follow a set of instructions and kind of figure out the order, but they will tell you what the order is. If you you don't figure it out in 10 minutes, they're going to be like, maybe I should go up over here as we've Mm -hmm. bemoaned. Yeah. Ad, ad nauseum. Uh, In Resident Evil, you have these puzzles that are very challenging to figure out, but they give you just the right amount of clues that you should be able to figure it out. And there's the threat of the zombies and having to travel through the house, because like, right. traveling is a big part of like every, not every, almost every puzzle. You have to like traverse the space, so it like incorporates the main travel mechanic into the puzzling.
1: Mm. You know what Resident Evil really nails like amazing. I guess, or into this is, is, is it just feels dangerous. You Mm -hmm. don't ever feel safe, only in the safe room, that otherwise the game always feels unpredictable and dangerous.
3: And that's like not true of almost every horror game, which is why I kind Mm -hmm. of feel like Resident Evil is only one of the, one of a few games that that can rightfully fit in that horror genre rather than being sort of an action horror hybrid. Mm -hmm. It's true.
2: Yeah. It's kind of interesting contrasting it with the Silent Hill games because, uh, in Resident Evil, it's this feeling of constant danger or, like, this house is weird. Like, everything feels strange. But in Silent Hill, too, for example, it's like uh, that's not what they're going for. But what they're going for is, like, nothing you're, you're seeing is quite real. Everything is kind of off. Like, mm. <laughs> like, like yeah, again, like, you go into that diner or like and then like you just see an empty space and then you walk a couple of paces and you just see written in blood on the wall there used to be a hole here it's gone now it's like so it's it's kind of interesting there was like this renaissance period in the early 2000s late 90s where um uh, those two franchises really hit their groove and i feel like they don't you don't see that as much in modern horror games except for like pt um so yeah
3: yeah. I'd say Alien Isolation nails some a lot, some of these elements. It, you never feel safe in Alien Isolation. Um, I think yeah. part of what happened, and tell me what you guys think about this, is that like everything became homogeneous. Every game is a third-person shooter, or it's a first-person shooter. You know, you you want Indiana Jones the game? It's a third-person shooter. You want Aliens the game? It's a third-person shooter. Uh, you want uh, The Road the game? It's a third-person shooter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Every, games are so samey right now. Um and like back in the 90s games were doing a lot of weird different things. There was a lot more experimentation and um there's less of that at least in mainstream
1: triple A games. I agree. Totally. I Yeah. I want to like say Resident Evil 4 partially to blame, but oh, also 100%, not partially. <laughs> but it's funny cuz it's like uh, Shinji Mikami himself said like that that the game w- direction was intentionally somewhat action, and that some of the team was not happy about that. He said, right. Like, he had people they got into fights about it internally. Hmm.
2: It's kind of funny, because even though like we, we shit on Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 4 is a great game. Like, it's like I, won't shit on, I won't shit on Resident Evil 4. It's one of yeah. my favorite games
1: of it's all just time. Not a Aaron, great shit, horror Aaron shits on Resident Evil 4, not me. <laughs> I love Resident uh, Evil 4. I, I,
3: I like it, too. I just think it's not a good horror game. And I think it's a bad way. I think so, it really kind of derailed the series. I think it's one don't...
1: of the most important games of the last two decades, though.
2: Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah it was so... The thing about Resident Evil 4 is that... Um, we like to judge Resident Evil Four based on what its clones did, but the mm-hmm. fact of the matter is, Resident Evil Four mechanically is like, for example, like the main mechanic in that game is shooting stuff, and um, pin- pinpointing your shots any way you want. And that game extrapolates that idea into everything in the combat and the puzzles. Like shooting is the thing, so it's just so well designed. But like,
1: mm-hmm. when you
2: when you look at like Resident Evil Five or like uncharted one and two those games didn't do that so it's easy to like point to resident evil 4 and be like ah it started all these bad trends but it's really just the clones took the bad wrong lessons from resident evil 4 that's my opinion at least
1: yeah i i think so too what is the um japanese resident evil like game um came out on ps2 can't think of name off the top of my head um it's capcom game it's a Uh, a samurai game It's it's a samurai game
2: Samurai, Ani Musha,
1: Ani Musha. So, Ani Musha and Devil May Cry One were both originally Resident Evil Four. Both of those games. Oh yeah. And yeah. both of those games are widely credited as have creating the spectacle fighter genre. Mm-hmm. So, like, Resident Evil didn't directly create that genre, but it kind of helped spur that that along. So, it's definitely interesting how that how that kind of all happened. You know. Yeah. It, it's kind of
2: Res- crazy too, because Animusha and Devil May Cry definitely feel like Resident Evil games when you they play do. them. They have like they, that. They do. Vibe. First, the
1: first ones, they definitely do. I, I
3: feel like what you're hitting on here is that like Resident Evil has many children yes. and none of them are Resident Evil. Yes. You know what I mean? Like all of the children of Resident Evil took the wrong things. Or they didn't take the wrong things, but they didn't take the thing that made this these core original games Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Um right. It's 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 weird for a series that's like known for one thing to have it influenced so many other games so for other reasons.
1: I felt that RE seven is in a lot of ways the remake of Resident Evil One again. Like it, mm-hmm. it kind of is in a lot of ways. Like hmm. it even starts out in very similar and goes to very similar settings as the original game, but it's yeah. not obviously the same gameplay. The gameplay is right. different. But like it's it's it goes back to like you're a person in a house that you don't want to be in. Right? that premise mm-hmm. is the same and, and the i i think that i think they're they're going back that direction is what i'm trying to say yeah yeah
3: i guess we'll see with resident evil 8 i mean i i do think yeah that the the fine line between horror game and action game um i love action games obviously but mm-hmm. like i i just i just feel sad that there is there are so few games where i can where i feel consistently unsafe in the world like i didn't feel unsafe in resident evil 4 or or anything, or you know, even like Dead Space. Maybe maybe the first Dead Space was a little unsafe. First Dead one. Space two, you're just like a fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Bop,
2: bop, bop, bop. Um, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but um, the Outer Wilds, even though it's not explicitly a horror game, I think mm-hmm. uh, will give you some of that. Um, All
3: right. So I, yeah, I need to, need to force it's myself. On to play that. It's on Game
2: Pass. It's on Game Pass.
3: I mean, I own it. I own it twice. I bought it but, on Epic Store and Windows. So I'm not, and it's. Yeah, it's and it's on KPS. I will agree
1: though that like this, if you especially look at the core mechanics of a fundamental Resident Evil game, it doesn't really exist. It's mm-hmm. not that the features that we all love about this game really are not made of anything. That's kind of what I was hoping that new Bluebird game was going to be. Um, nope. But it's not that, right? What's it called again? The Medium. Did, the Medium. Did you Did you play yeah.
2: it? Did you play it, Kevin? No,
1: I haven't tried it yet.
2: Yeah, that's like I was so like that game has the best first impression. Like, mm. and, and like just like the worst follow up. You're like, first hour I was so in it, and then as I played it, I was like, oh, it's actually not at all what I want it to be.
1: So there is um, some indie games. I saw one where you play as this like weird doll person, and you go through like a dollhouse, and it's like a clone of Resident Evil One, basically. Hmm. And there's another game that's uh, I can't name these other games, I'm sorry. The other one is like it's like it takes place in World War One trenches, and it's like full on Resident Evil One. But it's like in the hmm. World War One trenches, and you have to like live this trench life, and you occasionally it it's it it seems like an awesome game. I cannot remember the name. I wish I could. I'll, maybe we could put them in the show notes or something if I can give it to you.
3: Yeah, no, I, I I'd love to check. But that I'm out. But I'm hoping that, sounds... that indie
1: games can can at least somewhat give us that feeling in the future.
3: Yeah, I, I'm surprised there aren't more. It might be. I'm I'm surprised that there are not more games like that that are indie yeah. games because. There's been, you know, there's been a pretty amazing boomer shooter, like, you know, and a lot of good pixel art games. There's been a billion Metroidvanias. Uh, Give us a couple good Resident Evil games and then maybe improve on the formula in some new ways.
1: Yeah, I would have for that.
2: (laughs) I will Mm. say that in terms of the AAA space, the Resident Evil 2 remake came, like, pretty close to what I want. Oh, yeah. Like I, uh, that
1: game actually does. The, you, you feel very unsafe in that game. That game's awesome. That's oh yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, for me, Resident Evil Seven was almost there. It was like yeah. it was mm-hmm. like it was like a good, promising start. But Resident Evil Two Remake kind of completed what Seven promised. And uh, like there are some things about Resident Evil Two Remake that don't quite land for me. Um, but for the like, I'd say ninety eight percent of it is like exactly what I want. So. Mm. That's Go play what, it on hard. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, that open on from hard. the start? What?
3: Can I can I start it on hard?
2: Yeah, I think you should yeah, start it on hard because okay. uh, I played it on normal and it was too easy. Hard mm. is the experience. Um, it's uh, it's yeah. It's I mean it's pretty great. It's it's uh, it's probably my. I'd say it's my second favorite Resident Evil game after the uh, hmm. RE remake.
3: I think I will say. Uh, or yeah, just just along the same lines. Resident Evil Two, original, which I ended up playing when Resident Evil Two Remake it it spurred me to play that. I sat, I played through both campaigns. Is still a colossal game, and it, it does have the same style.
2: Those are it's probably awesome. the uh, like the we can all kind of agree that the four best Resident Evil games are uh, one remake, two remake, two and four. Is that kind of a consensus? Like those are the I four feel Like
3: four is not even a Resident Evil game. Like I, I think it's a great game, but it's like it's just so disconnected to me in terms of I'm, what I want from I mean, Resident like Evil. I I could I think, make that argument. I agree, argument.
2: With you I agree with yeah. You yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like for, you could make that argument for Metal Gear Solid Five. Like it's it's like a bad Metal Gear game, but it's a great game, you know? I think it's a
3: but I I, I think that's a totally different conversation. I th- I, think, I don't know. For
2: me, I think, uh, like, that is that I'm dropping that hot take.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think um, the, uh, the Resident Evil 4, the regenerators, I don't know if you remember those creatures. Yes. Those things were terrifying. Mm-hmm. The things that slither yes. on the ground when you shoot their legs off. So, like, 4 did have some creepy moments. Like, I thought the Ganados mm-hmm. were an amazing foe. Like, I really do feel like 4 mm-hmm. is, like, captures a lot of it. It's much more of an action game, though, for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I mean, it's and a straightforward game.
3: There's no yeah. sense of place. Like... You go through a billion environments, and I couldn't tell you about any, of them, except for maybe the first village. Like, like it, you're in, like, castles, you're in mines, they're all kind of, huh?
2: I think you'd be impressed, you'd be more impressed with it if you played it again, because it's, uh, there are I some, did, I was
3: playing it a couple of weeks ago.
2: Did you finish it?
3: No, I found the controls to be so sloppy, at least on PS4, uh, maybe I'll try to see if the PC controls I, are better. I will too. say,
2: and... Well, I think Kevin might agree with me. Is that part of what that makes that what makes that great game great is the controls have limitations and they're sloppy, but I mm-hmm. think the game designs around it appropriately. Works perfectly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. It, Like you can't strafe when you shoot, for example. Yeah. But, but at the same time, the enemies are designed in a way that that works.
1: Hmm. Um. Re4 actually still has tank controls. Even yes. though yes. you can aim, it still has tank controls. So it's like, it's still it's there. Tank
3: controls with golden eye aiming. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, I actually personally like RE5. I know everyone hates that game. I think that game is an amazing co-op game. It's like one of my favorite mm. co-op games of all time. And it implements the co-op But it's co-op a different systems. experience, right? It is. It is. Yeah. But it implements the co-op systems really well, which yeah. I thought was really amazing. And I still do. I, still, I played through that game like 10 times.
2: All right. <laughs> um, I also kind of like uh, Leon's campaign in Resident Evil 6. I know that's controversial, but
1: I liked it. Um, it has it has some serious problems, but it was still fun. Yeah, like just, I played but, them all. But,
2: right, right. But I feel like specifically Leon's campaign is pretty good in six. The other two, like Chris's campaign, is like the stupidest shit ever. Well, but. so is
1: uh, what's his name <laughs> the cocky asshole Wesker Junior. What's his
2: name? Oh yeah, Wesker Junior. <laughs> that's basically yeah. his name. Yeah, yeah, those two campaigns are like god awful. But Leon's was pretty good.
1: Yeah. I remember having such big hype for RE6 when it was coming out, and then, like, dude, this is gonna be three campaigns. You can play as Chris, you can play as Leon. Where's Jill? But you can play mm-hmm. as this other asshole. Well, it's gonna be so exciting, and then, what a letdown.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think we can all agree that six is pretty is the worst. Is the worst Resident so, Evil. So how about think this? That's, do you that's think status that status wh- quo?
1: What do you think is the scariest Resident Evil game? You think the original, the remake, or yes. Yeah. I almost think the PSX
3: ones like the scariest, which I don't know. Maybe it, it's it's hard to like discount the nostalgia factor. I played that game in the '90s, but like, mm. there's something so off kilter about the entire presentation. There is that, like, dude, just look the at that remake, cover art of the game. Yeah, Every yeah, the, the remake bird polishes it in a way yeah. that 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 makes it slightly less scary. It's still great. Like, I, I still think it's, I, I think it's a perfect game. Honestly, the remake is like. 10 out of 10 perfect yeah, game. Is, like I, I would recommend every play, plays it. But like there's yeah, there's just something so off-kilter about that original game that is captured nowhere else in gaming. So it's such a, a thing.
2: Silent Hill 2.
3: Yeah, maybe Silent Hill 2.
2: Um, but uh <laughs> but uh I don't know, Kevin, what do you think is the scariest one?
1: I mean, 2 probably because of the modern aspects of it, the remake of 2. Um but mm. I think like I think the atmosphere of the remake is really unbeatable. Mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. I can give a game, any game maybe, that I feel like I can think has a more creepy, just unsettling and unsafe atmosphere. The music, the sound effects, the house, there's everything about it is just like perfectly scary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, you, it's,
2: you know what's one of the scariest parts of that game is when you uh, – go under the stairs for the first time and you go to the gate where Lisa is mm-hmm. and you hear her howl down the yep. staircase.
1: Oh, man, mm. so You only good. hear it the first time. It doesn't do it again.
2: It's so good. So yeah. good. And, awesome. uh, yeah. And I also like how if you open the doors of the mansion, a dog will attack dog. you. Yeah. It's just, there's so many great details like that. I mean, you can't really beat it. I will say that the resident evil two remake, the, uh, There's a part in the Resident Evil 2 remake where you have to move bookcases, and you need to like install a lever in the bookcase so you can move it to make a pathway. And while that's happening, Mr. X is chasing you. I don't think. Do you remember that, Kevin?
1: Oh, I didn't forget that part. (laughs) (laughs) I will
2: say, in terms of just pure panic. Like, the first time playing that, like, I was swearing at my TV so much. I was like, push the lever! <laughs> push the goddamn lever! Like, I mean, everything uh, with Mr. Mister X was just so... Did I say Mr. That's T? Really, I I say Mr. X.
1: Yeah, Mr. T, I know what I was thinking. Pity the fool. That's really why I think Resident Evil 2 remake is so creepy as Mr. X. That's that's why. Mm. Yeah,
2: yeah, Mr. Mm. X is like... He, it's, he, it's not it just creepy, it's just...
1: Incredibly
2: intense. The intention,
1: <laughs> the tension is like it's just insane.
2: Yeah. You just, you just hear his footsteps. Like, yep. oh man. Mm. Too bad that the Resident Evil Three remake wasn't that good, but whatever. It was bad. I, yeah.
1: I still played it, but it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> it was yeah. bad. Anyway, you have this Resident Evil where,
3: Three was also bad. So I mean.
1: Yeah. You have this I reflection actually, of a of a fan mm. behind you, and I keep thinking it's a face because we're talking about Resident Evil you see that fan <laughs> yes. <his> yeah <laughs> it keeps like slightly setting aaron? off my brain aaron are nice. you alone
2: in that room are you alone
3: i'm all alone <laughs> i don't think you're alone. uh no there's there's a there's a face reflecting on the tv screen you can see it it's a weird face it's got like an x thing going on so watch out guys i might get murdered during this podcast um I guess what one other shout out we should say is Re- Code Veronica, which is like mm. a game everybody forgets about, mm-hmm. is actually the last great Resident Evil game, maybe in my opinion. Th- that no. isn't four. No. Like, well, no, because it's. Have you played Code Veronica? Uh, Code Veronica I- I was going to be Resident Evil three, but like because of some weird yeah. bullshit,
1: it ended up not being, and instead, so said in he's it. actually like still a little bit annoyed that it never got a number. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I tried playing um, Code Veronica. I actually think Code Veronica was too hard for me. Like, I was like, because, like, I felt mm-hmm. like I, like the, the zombies kept respawning, which is not really a Resident Evil thing, like respawning mm-hmm. zombies. Mm-hmm. And I kept running out of ammo, and I got frustrated. So I was like, I think I got, like, halfway through it. Um, maybe I should try it again, but it was definitely, like, really good. I mean, the Metroidvania and Code Veronica is so sprawling. <laughs> And mm-hmm. the uh, and some of the puzzles are like really hard and yeah, Code Veronica is really good. It's just it just didn't, you know what? I think I was spoiled because I played the Resident Evil remake and I was so enthralled by it. And mm-hmm. Code Veronica's atmosphere fell a little bit short compared to the mm. remake for me. But that's just me and my yeah. elitist taste. <laughs>
3: All right, uh, you guys have any other things you want to say about uh, Resident Evil remake, original,
1: series? Potentially greatest all-time horror game. Yeah? I think it's a pretty good contender for that. Yeah, I would I
3: would say... I'm trying to think what else would be in contention. I, I would put Alien Isolation up there, but I think it's a better game because Alien Isolation has some uneven po- uh, problems, whereas I do think either either version of Resident Evil is just... It's perfect from beginning to end. Like, the whole package, yeah. Um,
2: Mm -hmm. Without thinking about it too much, what are your top five favorite horror games? But don't think too hard about it.
3: Uh, Resident Evil, Alien Isolation, Stalker. Um, uh, What's that game? uh, uh, The the game, the spaceship game that's like Aliens. Dead Dead Space. Dead Space. space. (laughs) <laughs> and uh can I use games from the same know.
1: franchise or do they have to be from different franchises? Yeah, Resident Evil 2, there you go, done. Uh,
2: same franchise, fine. It's fine.
1: Uh then for me it's probably probably Resident Evil. I'm not sure if I, I never can choose whether I like the remake of or the original better. Honestly, I think they're both like so good. And they're both mm. kind of like the same game in a way cuz like it's a remake and it's not. But it's a remake by the same guy. It's pretty by by Mikami. he remade his own game. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe that um Resident Evil 2, both of them, remake and the original. Uh, <laughs> um, Dead Space, five. <laughs> uh, Amnesia. Um, okay, you're right. Damn it, <laughs> that's too many games. <laughs> I can't mm. really pick a favorite, so it's not. It's not an easy. Move for me.
2: I think yeah. I would have to go with uh, Resident Evil remake, um, Silent Hill 2, Bloodborne, Resident oh, yeah. Evil 2, Resident Evil 2 remake. So I have two Resident Evil games, and I think for my fifth one, I'm gonna go with the Evil Within two. Nice. Uh,
1: that's my top. It, is yeah. uh, is Bloodborne? Because cons- if that counts as a horror game, then okay, I'm I'm on that. I'm on board with that one. I, I didn't Bloodborne, realize I could. Like bu-
2: I think Bloodborne's definitely a horror game. It is visual. You do feel unsafe. I just,
1: I just feel like you're so badass in, in Bloodborne. Yeah.
2: Oh, but I think uh I think the whole discovery of like the cosmic horror in that yes. game and how that unfolds is totally a horror story. Yeah, it is. It's
1: like, definitely it, a horror setting and visually mm-hmm. a horror game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I, I guess it is.
2: And there's like some discoveries in that game that are like genuinely terrifying that like I just don't think I've like the uh what's that giant brain thing? Save it
3: for the bloodborne <laughs> Save it for the Bloodborne spoiler cast.
2: <laughs> okay, play this goddamn. <laughs> don't game. Don't start man. telling everybody. It's not just
3: me. It's the audience. Come on. Uh, they, they knew there would be spoilers. But anyway, for anyway,
2: Bloodborne Evil. is <laughs> definitely Bloodborne is definitely a horror game. There's no doubt about it. That's definitely 100 percent right. a horror game.
1: Okay, then I'll put that on my list somewhere too. Because yeah. it definitely does, it's top five game for
3: sure. What about Stalker, Kevin? Like Stalker? Oh yeah, is like I love good. Stalker. Stalker is yeah. like
1: the only other game that's like as dark as FromSoft and in Resident Evil. Yeah. I don't know. I. Uh, um, Stalker stuff, is genuinely horrifying. The mind yeah. Flayer enemies, I don't know what they're called. But I it does things that no other game does. No other game does. Yeah. yeah. Stalker, yeah. Stalker would be. See, I can't fit all these games on my list. I can't Sorry. Yeah. fit yeah, them all. A list. do a top ten but, then. So mm. we'll say Resident Evil Two remake and Resident Evil remake both. All four of those games are just two games. Okay. So that mm. we can do that. And then I'll put Stalker and Bloodborne and Dead Space. Mm. Boom. Yeah.
2: Dead, Dead Space is really good. I remember Playing Resident Evil Five and being really disappointed, and then I played Dead Space and I was like, "That's Resident Evil 5 Yeah, they, they should have just call, that ass. They should just call <laughs> Dead Space One Resident Evil Five, and it would be totally justified.
1: Dead Space was terrifying when it came out. I remember being that the game was really creepy. Yeah,
2: yeah. So it also has m- one of my favorite creepy Easter eggs in any horror video game ever, which involves the uh, chapter titles. Do you remember that?
3: No, I haven't played that game in pff, forever. But w- what's
2: okay? So spoiler spoilers for Dead Space for any <laughs> people, <laughs> for anyone who isn't listening. But yeah. um, but this the entire game. Like you're looking for your girlfriend. Is that right? Yeah. Or like um, right? Yeah, and you like, are. And like Elizabeth, you're talking, yeah, Elizabeth, and you're talking to Elizabeth the whole time, and the game never um, really resolves what happened to Elizabeth. Like whether you were talking with the, to a real person or just an AI, or like it was just mm-hmm. a figment of your imagination, and then you look at the chapter titles, and if you take the first letter of every chapter title, mm, it spells out right. Elizabeth is dead. Yes. Really? It does. It does. <laughs> oh, I did
3: not know that. It does. That's that's that is a major spoiler. But um, <laughs> I mean, I knew she was dead. I didn't know the chapter titles yeah. confirmed a yeah, oh, wow, yeah, but I feel like uh, the,
2: the main story never truly, I think, confirms that she's dead like it never mm. it never like fully confirms it, but then it says that like it it it's like she that she's dead in the chapter titles so, All right, yeah
3: all right, well, I guess I, I think it's it goes without saying that we would all recommend people play Resident Evil, obviously, we chose it for a reason, um and we think it's it's still a strong game today, somewhat unparalleled game uh mm-hmm. any closing remarks
2: uh do you guys like the Resident Evil movies?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh... No. <laughs> no. But here's what, here, you know what's So I have for a long time in my life lamented those movies' existence, right? But the more I learn about the video game industry and how it works, I'm actually extremely happy they exist because Capcom has been able to use the funds they've gained from those movies, which are substantial, to fund more games. So I mm. say make as many as they need. If they can keep making me more games in the series, have at it.
2: I actually watched uh, one of them yesterday believe it or not and I actually didn't think it was that bad I actually thought it was like if you don't watch it as a Resident Evil movie but just like a insane slice of high fantasy sci-fi that's just ridiculous Uh, that's right. it's called Resident Evil Retribution it was actually not bad (laughs) it wasn't bad
3: I think they're fun like they're they're like fun movies you could watch with a bunch of friends while you laugh about them Talk loudly over the movie, oh yeah, eh, and, and drink or whatever. Like yeah.
1: an Anaconda kind of movie, right? Anaconda's yeah. like that, right?
3: Snakes on a plane, um, yeah. yeah, whatever. I, I also Sharknado. kind of
2: I also kind of maintain that the director uh, Paul W S Anderson, not Paul Thomas Anderson, Paul, yeah, w. <S. Paul w S. Yep. <laughs> I will say that his movies have its own flair to them that make them stand out. Like they feel like they're directed by somebody with a vision. They're not like mm-hmm. watching Disney Marvel stuff, where it feels like you're watching something directed by committee. Mm. So, yeah. So, so I think yeah, that's one thing. That's one thing that the Resident Evil movies have going for them is that it seems like there is some sort of vision at play. Um, he has
1: a style for sure. Yeah. Event Horizon, right? I mean, Event Horizon. Uh, event Horizon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: He's got one good movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
2: isn't uh, Event Horizon that's like the inspiration for like Doom and everything Doom it's like no it's the, no, it. the other way around Doom
3: yeah. inspired Event Horizon
2: because uh, yeah. really?
3: Paul he was like a gamer so he wanted I think he even wanted to make a Doom movie like I think there's some story that he wanted to make a Doom movie and he couldn't get the rights to it so instead he made Event Horizon but Dead Space is pretty pretty powerfully yes. Event Horizon the game mm-hmm. so
2: um, did you guys know that John Carpenter's like a huge gamer
3: he is yeah it's pretty. Fu-
2: this, yeah. it's pretty funny. If you follow his Twitter, he's he, he's basically spending his retirement being a gamer. So he's like, he like tweeted about how awesome Assassin's Creed Valhalla is and how he bought a new like gamer headset. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So 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 I think there is gamer like headset. an there is like an intersection between movies and games that uh, I think isn't like totally recognized like as much as it should because. Mm-hmm. You're always hearing. I mean, Guillermo del Toro, uh, director of like *Pan's Labyrinth* Labyrinth and like *Shape of Water*. He's said that video games have deeply inspired him. So, there's definitely, and he's in *Death Stranding*. Yeah, he's in (laughs) *Death Stranding*. If you watch *Shape of Water*, uh, like a lot of the set design is so clearly inspired by *BioShock*. Like it Mm -hmm. just like looks Mm -hmm. like *BioShock*. Right.
3: All right. Well. Uh, I think that is all we have time for today. Thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week. And what's the next game we're playing in this series? Is, is it, I don't know. Oh,
2: no, I Resident Evil 7.
3: Is, is, uh, I want to say that that's in there. Um, <laughs> I've only played that game know, once. Is it's, oh, it's Soma. Soma's
1: the next game. Oh, Soma's good. That's, that's, that's really oh yeah! Good. Did I say amnesia for my list? I wanted to put amnesia in there. I said, you did. You did. I did.
3: Okay. Well, one note about Soma that Oren was telling me. Uh, you want to. You want to tell us this? How to play Soma?
2: So Soma's kind of a weird game because I like I. I watched a Joseph Anderson video on this and I kind of agree mm. with him. I think the best way to play with play Soma is to play it in safe mode because I don't think the horror gameplay is the best it's part bad. of that game i think it's mm. i think i think the story and what the story is saying is clearly the best part of that game it is and uh the actual horror elements just get in the way of that so i think the best way to play it is play it in safe mode the monsters don't attack you don't have to deal with that bullshit way more i fun. still
1: say play it regularly but i agree with him <laughs> just because i play, i played it regularly and i think it's I, I still enjoyed it some of the parts were creepy i still thought but I do think that gameplay style of run and hide is very tedious. So I mm. totally understand that perspective. Yeah. All right. That's my
2: well, take. Well,
3: try, try it either way, and uh, we'll see you around. Thanks bye for bye. listening. <laughs> bye.